Welcome back to another episode of Mindful Habits. I'm your host, Ron Berrigan, and the purpose of this podcast is to help you live more mindfully. Now, I believe that the point of mindfulness is not just about building a strong meditation habit, but it's also about establishing a series of mindful habits that enables us to respond mindfully to what's happening in the world around us and intentionally move us toward our goals. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about seven habits for building positive relationships. Now let's begin by taking a mindfulness moment. I'd like to invite you to take a few deep breaths. Shift your attention from whatever you're doing prior to this and give yourself this gift of this moment of calm. Relax your shoulders and unclench your jaw and follow your breath in and out. And do your best to release whatever stress you might be holding. And finally, tune into your heart and take a moment to be grateful during these challenging times and become fully present. Welcome back. Now, before we jump in, I want to talk about my uh, work-life balance handbook. I created this handbook with my good friend and business partner, Tony Profilio. Uh, Inside this uh, 24-page PDF, we cover the three secrets of achieving work-life balance. Uh, We do a deep dive into the seven key areas of focus, give you a a self-assessment and a step-by-step guide so you can uh, do your own wheel of life. And we have a mind map of over 100 mindful habits covering each of the seven key areas of focus. So if you're interested in getting this free resource, head over to worklifehandbook.com. That's W-O-R-K-L-I-F-E-H-A-N-D-B-O-O-K.com. Now this thing called work-life balance, uh, we've been. this has been a series of... Uh, uh, podcast episodes over the last few weeks. You know, we, three secrets of work-life balance. We've covered off to various roadblocks, and we've been kind of the last few episodes. We've been going through each of the seven areas. We've covered off mind, body, emotions, work. Uh, last episode we did money, and today we're going to be talking about relationships, and specifically the seven habits for building positive relationships. Now, relationships are an essential component of our survival and, and really overall you know, life satisfaction, right? They can be the source of our greatest stress and anxiety, uh, but they can also be a source of great inspiration, moments of joy and happiness. The mindful habits approach to relationships are gonna look at relationship with ourselves, our closest relationships includes our friends, our family, you know, and you know, maybe it's our parents or siblings, uh, maybe we have a spouse or we have kids. And also our extended relationships, you know, at work and, you know, people we encounter throughout the day. So let's start relationship with ourselves, right? So really the first habit is that relationship with ourselves. It's that positive inner voice, right? You know, what I want you to think about is the quality of your self-talk. You know, when we say things like, you know, I'm so stupid or I'm such an idiot or I never remember names or I'm stuck in my ways, all of these statements reinforce kind of negative beliefs about ourselves, our world, and our place in it. 
you know, this, this idea of this training your inner voice, before you start something, I want you to shift to statements like, I got this, I can do this, right? You know, encourage yourself. And when you catch yourself doing something well, you know, you kind of say, that's just like me. Like, you know, I can, you know, I got this. And, and when you encounter a challenge, uh, you know, instead of using a negative statement, I want you to, you know, use it as an opportunity to build emotional stamina by, you know, by saying something like obstacles make me stronger or, or I love challenges, right? It, it's a really, really simple shift, but it can go really go a long way to building positive self-image. The next set is, I guess, our closest relationships, right? It can be it can be very easy to take advantage of our, our close relationships. You know, we can we fall into comfortable and familiar habits with our friends, family, you know, our parents, you know, siblings, spouse, and our kids. My favorite tool for, with dealing with uh, close relationships is the emotional bank account. Now, I first was introduced in the emotional uh, bank account when I was reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Now, we're, we're all familiar with, you know, financial bank accounts, right? We make regular deposits into a savings accounts and we build up this reserve, right, for when we can, we can make a withdrawal when we need the money. The emotional bank account is a metaphor for the amount of trust, right, that currency of relationships that we've built up with others. To make deposits into an emotional bank account, if I was to do that with you, I can do this by listening, by being respectful, sharing knowledge, right? And keeping commitments, right? Those are little deposits that we make in the emotional bank accounts of others. And as I continue to make deposits, your trust in me will grow, right? And I can call on that trust when I, when I need to. I can mess up. I can make a mistake. But when that trust is high, it's easy to be forgiven. When trust is high, communication is easy and it's effortless. Uh, Covey describes this as the feeling of safeness you have with another human being. However, if they have the habit of being disrespectful or, or not listening to your input or failing to deliver on my commitments and continue to make demands, the emotional bank account will become overdrawn. When this happens, trust level is low, right? Communication is guarded. It's difficult. It's defensive. It's filled with tension, right? And it's potentially hostile. Um, it's like walking through a minefield, just waiting for something to, uh, to be blown up. You know, at work, this can lead to micromanagement, bureaucracy, backstabbing, office politics, you know, really just a, an unhealthy work environment. In families, it leads to, uh, you know, strained relationships between parents, you know, with kids with lots of yelling, worrying, you know, lots of worrying and suspicion. And in marriages, it leads to hidden agendas, you know, mistakes being remembered as weapons, suppression of real issues, and, and eventually will you know, deteriorate into a divorce. The next few habits are all about making deposits, right? So habit three, uh, and this is one, how do kids spell love? Kids spell love, T-I-M-E. That's right, spending time with kids, that's how they kind of evaluate the, the love. Um, and this applies to adults as well as children. Really, habit three is about spending time with the people closest to you. But, but you have to be fully present, right? You have to pay attention. That's the, one of the greatest gifts that you give someone else is, is, is pay attention to them. So which leads to habit four. That the, really the thing that's blocking for, for people to be present is our you know, smartphones. You know, habit four is put away your, your, your smartphones. So, so studies have shown that the quality of our interactions suffer even when a phone is in sight. So put away your phone, you know, stop checking your phone when you're, when you're, you're, you're spending time with your kids or, or your loved ones. Uh, habit five is 
encourage people. So this is probably more probably the most powerful things that you can uh, give to another person is to believe in them and encourage them. And the way you do this is you encourage behavior, not results. So instead of saying congratulations for, for winning the race or, or getting an A, you know, you want to be able to say things like that must have taken a lot of willpower and determination and um, grit to study so that you could, uh, you know, win that race or, you know, get that A. And so encourage behavior, not, not results is habit number five. Now let's kind of take a look at extended relationships. Habit six is about practicing micro moments of positive connection. So when in line, you know, say you're, say you're at the store and when it, say something positive to the cashier, right? My daughter's been working in retail uh, the last little bit. And, you know, she comes home and tells stories of people just being just rude and cruel with their negative comments. To, I mean, she's, she's a, uh, you know, she's a cashier at a retail store. Like, you know, it's, it's just amazing the amount of negativity that, that, that she can get. But the opposite is also true, right? There can be moments when people say something nice and it just leaves a positive impression. Now, this is where our mirror neurons kind of have a, a really a big impact, you know, because I want you to think about the ripples, right? So when you say something negative, it carries over to the, to the next person, right? So, so seeing the cashier and you say something negative, that resonance will carry it over to the person in behind you, right? So now the same is true for those positive comments, right? So when you say something positive to that person, it boosts their energy and they pass it on to others. So when you're getting your coffee in the morning, say something positive. And, that, and so you're not just boosting that person's day, you're boosting the, the the next person in line as well, right? So practice those micro moments of positive connection. And habit seven is practice empathy and compassion. So when you see some, someone in, you know, that, that's suffering in some way, I want you to move from sympathy to empathy into compassion. So when you sympathize with someone, it's just in your head, right? There's no emotional connection. When you empathize, you feel it in your body, right? You're, you know, it's like, oh wow, you can really kind of feel their, their, their suffering or their pain. You might notice this, see someone singing a very powerful song and you actually feel it in your body, that's empathy. Now, compassion is when you're compelled to act to help and help alleviate that suffering. Right, so you can, you know, you want to move from sympathy to empathy to compassion. And a great way of doing this is a habit of loving kindness meditation. It's a very specific type of guided visualization where you think about various people in your life and cultivate positive emotions through a series of statements like, may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be at ease. I'll probably do a specific recording of a loving kindness meditation so you can get a sense of this. But if you just Google that, you'll, you'll, you'll find a, a sample of loving kindness meditation. Now your homework, right? So we don't do habits for the sake of habits. We do them to improve our lives. So when you think about the relationships within your life, you know, how can you be a positive impact uh, or influence in the lives of the people around you, right? Step two, identify some habits that are going to move you toward your objectives. Are you going to be present? Are you going to spend time with the people uh, closest to you? Are you going to put away your phones when you're, when you're having interactions? Think about how you can use the emotional bank account and make regular deposits and avoid making those withdrawals. You know, practice those micro moments of positive connection when you're in line and, and you're, you're dealing with servers or, um, or extended relationships, you know, make those positive uh, positive comments and, and notice the ripples, right? Or maybe uh, introduce loving kindness into your meditation practice. 
Step three, pick one area. Experiment with one habit. You know, don't try to improve all areas or install all habits at once. Start small and build up over time. If you have any questions that you want me to answer about this show or perhaps cover off in a future episode, I'll uh, head over to my uh, personal website, verigan.com, V-E-R-E-G-G-E-N.com, and submit your questions. I'll also put a link in the show notes where you can download the Work-Life uh, Balance Handbook as well as my Habit Tracker. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Mindful Habit Podcast inside your favorite app. I want to personally thank you for tuning in. I wish you well on your Mindful Habits journey. Until next time.